0: Welcome, DC fans, to another episode of the DC Comics News Podcast, episode 145, in fact. Uh, we've got some cool news to get to this week. Uh, with me is uh, the always insightful uh, Seth Singleton. Seth, how you doing?
1: Man, with an introduction like that, I always got to be doing
0: well. Yeah, I'm
1: uh, I'm laying up here with the, the new knee being iced, and uh, I got a great list of stories. I got... Happy dogs sort of just looking at me like, dude, is it time again? So I guess it's
0: time again, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. It's time again. All right. So we can we can jump right into uh, the first bit of uh, movie news we have. And we got the the trailer for the Marvel vs. DC Comics docuseries Slugfest that is debuting December 24th. Uh, what would you think of this trailer?
1: Man, I thought it was a really cool idea. You know, I, I, I was a big fan of Slugfest when it came out. And then um, I was lucky enough to write a review for it for DC Comics News, which was a lot of fun. And if you get a chance to check out the book, it, it really goes into unbelievably exquisite detail of, of what this history was like. It has some not very nice quotes from a lot of big names when they were working for opposite sides about the other you know, uh, Marvelous Competitor or uh, brandek, mm. And and it's pretty interesting because the biggest takeaway I got from the book was DC had sort of like, you know, rebranded itself as it was in other companies under scrutiny. And then Marvel basically came along after a while and was like, dude, you guys are the most stoic, uptight, you know, we're just going to come after you. And they did. Mm. and And they won for a very long time. You know, they were really... They, they did something and it was just pretty powerful to see that story but then also the evolution of how there came the realization that that nobody wins if one side wins you know what I mean that the only way they're going to be stronger together is uh you know so I'm really intrigued at seeing this parlayed into a 10 part series and I think this was a great promo for it and then I think you've got a double whammy with Russo who is you know the the brothers are basically you know the the, the masterminds behind so many Marvel movies. And then you've got Kevin Smith, who has a fair understanding <laughs> of yeah. comics as the narrator. And I think he's done a nice job. I mean, I, I love the work that they had with him on the uh, the one about whatever happened to uh, the death of Superman, the Man of Steel, or not Man of Steel. Oh, yeah, It was the uh, yeah, Nicolas the, Cage documentary. Right. Yeah, that a, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I thought he yeah. did a really nice job of explaining not only the insider parts that he could, but everything else that he knew. So I feel like between him and the Russo brothers, we're going to see a pretty interesting uh, story. Now, it gets weird about this whole, like, Quibi, Roku. Like, I'm trying to figure out how I'm supposed to watch this. And I don't know, man. What'd you get?
0: Oh, man. You you kind of hit everything I was going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you still could have first some answers. Like, I
1: just got questions.
0: <laughs> yeah. like Well, the Quibi... Yeah. Qu- so Roku did buy out all of Quibi's content. So... Quibi doesn't exist but all the content exists for free on Roku this I'm hoping is the same way that it's free That because I don't have uh, like I, I mean I don't even honestly I don't even know if Roku uses subscriptions or how that works I I you know I, I always thought that Roku was kind of like a fire stick kind of thing but I don't know if it has its own designated surface but it does have that channel so Bottom line with that is that I, I I still hope I can watch it for free because I I really do want to watch it, and like you said, the the Russo brothers Kevin Smith combination is great, and you know I I, I think we you know I I, I think that uh, we are at a place where that rivalry is different now. I think we as fans like both, and I think there's you'd be really hard-pressed to find somebody out there that's going to say, I only read DC, I only read Marvel. I, I think that um, we're fans of both. And uh, But it was kind of fun watching that rivalry growing up, you know? So it's kind of fun to have, like, a kind of an analysis of that. And, you know, comics is an industry where it is really driven by two huge companies, and everything else is, you know, besides maybe Image, is really... And Dark Horse is really—you um, can't even compete in any way with Marvel and DC. And it's—it's it's interesting to have an industry that's run by these two big mega companies. Um, and and I'm still holding out for that Marvel DC crossover that I feel they've been building up to in recent in recent years. So revelry, I know. I hope that they can at least put it behind them <laughs> to put that out. But um, this uh, this. This um, documentary is is going to be, uh, I think, a lot of fun, and you know, good people behind it. Russo brothers, Kevin Smith, you can't go wrong. So yeah, I'm I'm really psyched for this. I'm definitely going to try to watch it uh, on Christmas Eve because I think that's when it debuts the twenty fourth. So, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah, the Roku thing's a little confusing for me. I'm I'm going to have to figure cuz I don't have one. So yeah, and and I know like I'm I'm almost going to bug my mom like, "Hey, I know you've got a Roku.
0: Tell me, tell me." How. Well, <laughs> you know, you can Now I don't have a Roku either, but I did uh-huh. download the Roku app. Okay. Uh, on my yeah. tablet and on my phone, and I can watch the Quibi content through that. So hopefully the slugfest will be the same way, so you won't actually need a Roku. You you would just need the app. Thank Unless you, man. Some That's
1: kind of, great clarification. Yeah. I think for anybody else listening, like, hey, how 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 we gonna do this? <laughs>
0: yeah. Now I can't guarantee that there's not some stuff behind a paywall, like this might be. I don't know, but right. um, so far, so far, so good with what they have. Okay. Yeah. I also think you you hit a nail with uh, you know
1: the idea that I think we've moved as fans beyond you know, the companies to also who are the creators, you know, the creators we love seek, you know, taking on the characters that we love on either side of the fence. And also I I think there's been a growing desire to see all artists and creators be taken care of no matter where they end up. You know, these are people that we come to respect because they've worked both sides of the fence. And now there's less of a fence and just, uh, which side of the field are you playing on? Um, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it just, it's the same area and like you said, two made forces. I mean, I can kind of see a little bit of like maybe back in the old days when it was Chevy Ford and that was like the two big things, you know, kind of out there um as far <laughs> as car makers and things like that. But yeah, it's interesting that we're still some you know so supported and subsisting on on these two companies. Um I'm intrigued to be honest. And also I'm just gonna put this in there. If you get a chance to check out the image series crossover, there's been a lot of teasing. That there's going to be a Marvel DC all character crossover going on more and more in that series. So
2: just oh, throwing nice. it out there.
1: If you're interested, they've already done a lot of great hints, and it definitely plays with this meta concept of meta comics, real world. Check it out because I think I think they're also setting up some teasers for a crossover through that too. I don't know yet. I can't no, guarantee nice. it, but it was suggested nice, when nice. the series started, and I've seen enough teasers in between that I, I think it's worth investigating if. You know, you find your nose, say, like uh, Mr. Didney, twitching in that
0: direction. <laughs> right. Like, I know that when I was reading uh, Doomsday Clock at the end, when— um, Right. Hopefully I'm not doing any spoilers for he uh, <laughs> sees in the future and all that. And I won't get into it because there might be some, you know, some listeners out there who haven't read Doomsday Clock. And if you haven't, you should. So get out there and read Doomsday Clock. But that got my imagination really twitching, you know, speaking of switching, when— uh, <laughs> when I read that, you know, I, that just kind of blew my mind. And then there was also right around that same time, there was the that issue of Thor that came out that was hinting at stuff, too. So anyway, I think that they got something something planned.
1: They're cooking. They know what they're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, moving on to our next bit of movie news, we um, we've got a peek at some uh, Peacemaker character posters promoting the show. Uh, what do you think of these posters?
1: It's kind of hard not to love them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, one, uh, there's something about the uh, corrugated steel shed kind of backdrop that they've got with the American flag painted on it with him saluting. That one's just, you know, um, pretty awesome. Now, Now, I don't know if it's better between vigilante holding. Can you tell what that pink thing is?
0: Um, no I, it's, it's actually <laughs> oh it's a oh it's a flamingo it's okay like a, like yeah a one of those long uh... <laughs> <flamingo>. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
1: so i can't tell if it's that eagerly or um the second to the last where she's just got her hands up like what <laughs>
0: those are probably
1: my three fa- i mean those are, good. those are good but those are my three favorites. well wait, wait what do you think
0: uh, yeah, I love them all, but A, I love that Eagerly gets his own poster, and B, I love that his name is Eagly. That's just great. he's <laughs> good be the star of the show, dude. You know this. Yeah. like He's going to steal. As soon as I
1: saw that trailer and he's sticking his head out singing to the music, I was like, ooh, Eagly's a rock star.
0: <laughs> and I, you know, I love that we're living in a world where we're getting a live action vigilante in some form even though he's kind of a moron if you've seen the trailer which is kind of okay i I always liked the vigilante costume and i always considered him uh like one of these underground characters that only true comic fans know about and now here he is in a tv series i i I, I just love it and holding a pink flamingo nonetheless
1: yeah i gotta Um, wonder how mike Rell feels about all this
0: i just gotta yeah right yeah,
1: because <laughs> man, like, those those great
0: right? Yeah, those early vigilante stories were were dark. Man, I should not have been reading those as young <laughs> as I was. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. But it's just <laughs> it, it, it's really cool to see that that we are getting that live action vigilante, and it's. A perfect show, like, you know, a perfect character for a Peacemaker. So I think that's going to work, even though it's played more as comedy and not the dark character that I remember. Um, and I'm still hoping that somebody will give Vigilante uh, a Black Label series. Maybe the show will <laughs> up the character's profile a bit to see that happen. And up next, uh, Empire Magazine has uh, shared some New covers for the Batman, uh, and a little more info, and a couple of uh, pictures. What did, you, uh, what did you think of this uh, Empire Magazine spread?
1: Well, the, uh, the new covers were pretty awesome. It was a lot of fun to check those out. Um, I like the, I don't know, there's something sort of fun about the third cover, where it has that image that I feel like I remember seeing in the trailer. Um, you know, the, the hand spread wide, the cape, um, and it, it embodies so much of what I remember of some of those early Batman comic book covers, you know what I mean? Um, it's got that great feel to it where I think to myself, like, so, uh, how old was I? Where was I when I first saw that cover when I was first, you know, just sort of like, Ooh, um, the stills are interesting. You know, we get to see Bruce Wayne. Um, we get to see Batman in a still, which is always kind of fun because you can just sort of, you, you can get a certain vibe from the costume when you're seeing it in a still shot. I think in the trailers, you're usually so caught up by all of the action that's taking place. So having, uh, having that, that great little still shot of him clearly in the midst of something, um, <laughs> and turning around and being like, yeah, so, Hey, <laughs> you got me. I was doing something. There. Um, I think it's just one of those things that keeps feeding the fire. I mean, we know the movie's getting closer and closer, and I think this is just one of those things that builds on the anticipation. What do you think, Ben?
0: Yeah, it definitely builds on the anticipation. Uh, I love the the red shading in the Batman cover, both like the two Batman covers and the blue with the Catwoman that is definitely mixing kind of like the hot and the cool in a way. Um, and it's just it's very striking to have that shade as red is not necessarily a shade that you would, you know, uh, tie into Batman and they use it really well in these covers and the pictures are cool too. Um, they don't really show us a lot, of course, but um, you know, every little bit that we can, uh, I'll take. And like you said, with the still where you can see the Batman and kind of study the costume and, you know, um, That that's uh, kind of a cool thing as well. So, yeah, I just I wish uh, Empire was an American magazine that would cost 20, like $20 an issue. I don't know if it really costs 20, (laughs) but it costs it, I think, at least 15 at this point. Um, But this would this issue would probably be worth it if you are really excited uh, for the Batman, which a lot, a lot of people are. And, uh, speaking of, uh, we got to see the Japanese trailer, uh, for the Batman that had a little more footage and you got to hear a little more from the Riddler. Uh, what did uh, you think of this? I think it
1: was just another part of that fun anticipation thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it just adds a little bit more. Cause you know, you're just getting these hints and teases and, uh, I mean, overall, another great trailer, you know. And the little pieces, just if you're looking to build a c- case towards anything, let's just say you've got one or two more puzzle pieces to add in and say this is what it all means. I think. <laughs> so, if that's you, hey, what do you think, Brad? Is that you? Did you uncover? Did you unlock a secret?
0: I did not. In fact, um, in a lot of ways, it was hard for me. Other than the, um, I mean that we. Get, you know, the Catwoman, Batman, who are you under there kind of thing, that that was new, I believe, uh, and a few other things. But um, for the most part, I thought that it was stuff that I had seen already. And I liked hearing more, you know, he- hearing the voiceover from the Riddler. But I really want to see what he's going to look like. I'm really dying to know more about this character. Um, they are really keeping that under wraps. So um, because, like... My, my my theory on Batman is he's the best, the greatest comic character because he has the best villains. And I always love when these film versions come out, how the writer, director, the actors create these villains and reinvent them uh, all the time. Like, how, you know, the Joker, how many times we've got the Joker and now we're going to see this really dark Riddler. And I just want to know more and I want to see more of this character. So, but... Yeah, again, it's one of those things where yeah, it kind of makes you you know you more excited, and it's uh, not that far away. Um, so yeah, and uh, thank God it hasn't uh, hasn't been delayed again, and I don't think it will at this point because I think they're done filming. So yeah, I I uh, I'm really excited for it. And any information, any footage we get, I'm I'm there. I'm not one of those people that refuses to watch trailers because they don't want anything being spoiled. I like to watch the trailers because it you know, gets me thinking, um, trying to kind of put the plot together, things like that. So, yeah, any footage that they'll release, I will watch. And our last bit of movie news for the week. Um, this is uh, some interesting news. Blue Beetle has moved from uh, an HBO Max only to a theatrical release. Uh, what do you think of this?
1: Yeah, I... I'm really torn on this one, to be honest. I mean, I know that some projects have seen success in the theaters, but I still feel that there's a lot of uncertainty uh, regarding what's coming down the pipeline, <laughs> what we can and can't anticipate. I know 2023 is quite a ways away, and hopefully between now and then we can say we're prepared for most situations but i think there's always going to be the elements of surprise i think it would be worth it to consider offering either same time release or you know basically theater and hbo max or potentially doing something where there's a shorter time period afterwards which is one of those things we've heard discussed in other stories Uh, i just know that right now i mean for example i'm a big English Premier League guy and uh or I'll catch a soccer game basically whenever it's on if I got the time. And I had like six games this weekend and through this week that have been canceled due to the recent um COVID surge. And there's mm-hmm. been the uh the newest um I'm not sure how to pronounce it, Omicron or Omicron. Oh the Omicron, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, so, old Omicron variant. Right. And I don't know how much of that is spurring you know, and I'm just a pretty simple guy. I I'm going to go get a booster shot in a day or two because I just hit my six months at my second. And that's what I understand how to do about things. But that's not everybody. Everybody's got, you know, their own decisions. And some of those have really impacted the movie industry. So limiting it just to the theaters, I, I have some concerns about how it can affect. I've seen some great successes recently, too. I just Don't like the idea of putting all your eggs in one basket because I'm still one of those guys who pays for my monthly on HBO Max. And I happily watch this, cheer this on and probably end up buying it. But if they need my my theater dollars, there's a strong chance I'm going to wait. And that's just how I am about it right now. Two years from now, that could really change. I mean, it's almost two years away. So we'll see between now and then. I just don't like the idea of one basket. You know what I mean? I never like the idea of doing that with money or anything else. <laughs> I'm a big fan of hedging my bets. You know what I mean? So um, i I have some concerns. I've voiced them. I'm happy to go ahead and just leave it at that. what What did you think?
0: Nick? Uh, you know i I wonder how Warner Brothers feels at this point about their decision to put all their movie releases this year on uh HBO Max I I I wonder if that really cut into their bottom line at all because I'll be I'll be right I'll be honest I watched all those on HBO Max I did not go to the movie theater for those um not when I can watch them in the comfort of my own home same quality you know so I would probably do that again next year if they decided so I I don't know if Warner Brothers ended up Losing money from having that decision So it's not necessarily surprising to me That they would Not do that This year as people return To the theaters Um, But this is an interesting Choice because why Why do they want to put it in theaters now It makes me think that the script That they have is something that they feel Confident uh, about Confident enough to not just have it be on streaming But also have it in theaters, so maybe they really like what they're looking at so far. So uh, this this will be interesting to see this um, come together. I wonder if that's going to be a, a decision that they're going to switch as the production carry you know gets gets ramped up. So so we'll see. But so far, makes me at at the very least makes me confident that we're going to get a, a pretty good Blue Beetle movie. So you know, fingers crossed on that. And uh, and we'll see Now we're going to move on To our television news Uh, And up first Is uh, Probably my favorite story uh, this week Is that we got the trailer for uh, Naomi season one What do you think of this trailer Seth?
1: I mean it's (laughs) It's hands down a lot of fun I love the idea of the actor You know Hi (laughs) You're about to meet me You know, and that's a great introduction, that idea of, like, I don't know, there's something just a little bit added when you get the chance to see the person relaxed in their own skin compared to when they are portraying a character on screen and for a reason. Um, I thought this did a really nice job of just introducing us to the characters, a couple of great glimpses of things we can look forward to. It looks like we're going to have another team adventure, which I think really suited uh, Stargirl, and I think it could really suit Naomi as well. Um and I'm curious to see how they're gonna build things out because I do know that, you know, there's what the pace of comic series is gonna take place over and through and how sometimes with a show they'll kinda spread out some moments, take a little bit of time, you know, aware of the fact that as a reader, you know, there's gonna be, well, so many weeks later or you know, time lapses that can occur within a comic or times where you want to sort of sink in for a moment if it's a heavy dramatic scene you're not just going to read through it and flip the page there's going to be a, a weight that you're going to absorb and sometimes so that's probably the biggest thing I'm, I'm the most interested in now like what how much are they going to try and cover because i've recently watched some shows based on either books or comics and their pacing is always different than i remember the book beat but then i remember reading the book and it taking a certain period of time you know what i mean so i'm curious to see how they're going to pace that out and then how much beyond the comic series we're going to see the stories develop because it it touched on some stuff and then it went over in the justice league could we see some justice league showing up could we see you know soups popping in for a minute and, you know maybe barry allen pops by and i don't know i mean because also in the comics when she had exchanges with uh, superman and batman that was that was some adorable stuff so yeah i'm just excited for all the possibilities man how about you
0: yeah, me too. This looks like a lot of fun and it looks um perfect for c w and it looks um pretty faithful to the the comic in a lot of ways. Um, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to the series. It is you know you, you know you bring up pacing and that is very interesting because you do have to wonder how much are they going to get in because God forbid it gets um canceled after the first season and they don't cover a lot of the story that was in the book, you're going to feel, uh, really let down. That's how I was with, for instance, why the last man, there was so much more why the last man to tell. So I really hope that gets picked up again. And I, I want them to take the time, but I really want to cover the story. So I hope that the, the series maintains so that we can get, you know, as much of the book as possible. So yeah, fingers crossed. But this is looking this is looking good. I'm really really looking forward to this. And up next, uh, Ga- uh, Gotham Knights uh, is going to be a series that's uh, been in, is starting development, I guess, at the CW. Uh, what uh, what did you think of this?
1: Well, I'm pretty intrigued, actually. Um, there, there's a big part of me that's going, okay, what's Brad gonna say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because this is something that you and Steve brought to my attention, you know, with the idea of this starting out um, as a game. Um, and yet, <laughs> it, according to this story, will apparently have no connection to the series. So that throws me off um, because I'm, I'm curious about which parts you guys you know, would have been interested to see the game, you know, brought to life in a series. Um, And yet I'm also intrigued that they're apparently carrying on with some of the plot lines that that the game referenced, like the the apparent death of Bruce Wayne and um, when they're all framed for the killing. So I I was kind of curious, like, what what you took from it. I mean, the concept sounds interesting. I I think I'm always going to be a little bit like... How do you get away with the storyline in which Batman supposedly died? Because I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to get on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a part of me like he's still alive, he's just not around. But uh, what did you think then?
0: Yeah, uh, first I just want to read this description. Uh, mm-hmm. In the wake of Bruce Wayne's murder, uh, his rebellious adopted son forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they are all framed for killing the Cape Crusader. And as the city's most wanted criminals, the renegade band of misfits must fight to clear their names. But in a Gotham with no dark Knight to protect it, the city descends into the most dangerous it's ever been. However, hope comes from the most unexpected of places as this team of mismatched Fugitives will become its next generation of saviors. Very interesting concept. Um, I'm totally down, Uh, but I I agree with you is, you know, how do you have a Gotham without a Bruce Wayne? Um, And. Interesting point, too, is that that is a plot point for the video game that's coming out. So there there, there's no connection, but there is that similar kind of Gotham without Batman, without Bruce Wayne kind of thing. I, I'm gonna take this new stories too with a little bit of grain of salt because it seems very early in the process so I don't want to get my hopes up and have it be a thing like new gods where they scrap it so um, I'll be uh, hopefully optimistic as this comes together um I, I I do I do like the premise so um yeah I mean I guess at this point uh, show us what you got but I do think like I said about the video game, too, that that Bruce Wayne is not really dead. Uh, I think at some point in the Gotham Knights video game, you will play as Batman. And I think at some point in this series, if it ever um, becomes reality, Bruce Wayne will come back in some form. That's that's my that's my prediction on on this so far. But, yeah, I uh, I'll watch it. You know, so that's uh, that's what I can say about that. Fingers crossed. And with that, we're going to take a quick uh, quick break and hear from some sponsors. So uh, stick around. We'll be back with some comic news and possibly some other news. So stick around.
2: This is Seth Singleton from DC Comics News, here to tell you about the Spinner Rack. Each and every week, DC Comics publishes so many great books, it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money. And that's where the Spinner Rack comes in. The Spinner Rack is my honest attempt to rate, review, score the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top five books. Can't wait to share them with you, and to hear your scores when you share them with us, right here on the DC Comics News Podcast.
1: Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher.
2: First, there was the DC Comics News podcast. Then came The Spitter Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the Knight. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Madpuff. Harley Quinn cast. Three, two, one.
0: Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, gogur. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up the bat I'm I definitely do not fuck bats. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't fuck with Lois Lane. For f i'm a damn good cop a lot of lasers
2: mm. educational and informative the dc comics news podcast network presents mad love the harley quinn past <laughs> back to you seth so tell us your thoughts we'd love to hear from everyone out there or not that's really up to all of you F-ers.
0: And we are back, uh, episode 145 of the DTC Comics News Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Brad Flicky, and with me is Seth Singleton. We talk TV and streaming and television news, and now we are on to comics. Uh, first up, uh, we got uh, a uh, first look at uh, some of the art and covers for Justice League Incarnate issue number two uh seth what'd you think of this
1: man um the storyline alone is pretty wild i love that you get a chance you know with these little previews to uh look inside you know flick along with your phone sort of smile like hey (laughs) look what i get to check out um i mean the covers are great i I love when we get at tregan in the story and i feel like we always get a little bit of chaos involved with that uh <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean like anytime yeah. you're bringing in a mystical entity with that kind of power it's clearly going to get wild um i love the storyline i love that we also get god i mean can joshua williamson be any more places uh, <laughs> yeah and and i think it's a cool mix of characters i i love the idea of earth 13 i love the, the sort of not quite sinister, but a little bit sinister, as well as hey, we're we're on a a mystery sort of story. So I think there's a lot of fun to enjoy here. Uh, it looks like something that I'm going to be um, spending more money on. <laughs> how about you? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, how can you not like a super team that has Captain Carrot as a part of it? Uh, we need more Captain Carrot. Um, but yeah, I I've been. Enjoying. I, I read the first issue, but I also was liking the Infinite um, Frontiers book that came before it, and where this is all leading. Um, it's been it, it's been a fun a fun ride, and uh, I I really love the President Superman becoming a uh, standout on this team as well um, because I like that character's profile. Um, getting bigger because I'm still hoping that Michael P Jordan can get that Superman movie made. So uh, uh, yeah, um, and not only is it a fun series, but I think it's going to have a lot of impact on the DC universe at large and what happens in the future. So uh, I think it's definitely a book to keep your eye on. And another book to keep your eye on, it looks like Superman and Batman is coming back written by mark wade and we got a look at some covers uh what do you think of these covers
1: a lot of fun i love that they're playing with the meme idea i love the high 5s <laughs> i yeah. i've loved some of the parodies of the high fives that have come out since which were a little yeah. hilarious yeah. um <laughs> and just some fun homage to like nightfall and uh that the superman storylines from the 90s um jerry seinfeld driving the uh old school batman 66 batmobile yes. you know there's just uh, some pretty oh man but the the batgirl supergirl one it's just classy you know there's mm-hmm. a way that they can go a little too much um sexualized and things like that and it doesn't happen and then you've got the big the big daddy with mark mark wade and dan moore like come on man these, these are two mm-hmm. rightfully so legends working together on a great team-up book. So it's a team-up about a team-up. And I've been enjoying everything that's been going on whenever World's Finest, whenever bats and soups get together. Uh, Gene Lewin Yang uh, just wrapped up his turn. I thought that was an awesome series. I ended up collecting it. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to do this one. And um, that was a delight. And I mean, you think about the Tom King stuff. I mean, really. Anyone, anytime you get great creators who get these characters in their hands, you have a lot of fun. The covers were awesome. What'd you think? then?
0: Yeah, pardon the sirens in the background. Uh, I oh, yeah, fine, I... I got slamming cupboards <laughs> and you know glass and stuff
1: like that. Yeah, you know. Sometimes we can get quiet, and sometimes we just live. <laughs> oh yeah! By the way, Doom Patrol. I totally forgot that they team up with Doom uh, Patrol. Oh yeah, yeah. To me, that'd that's be interesting,
0: awful, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I got to tell you, I I love these covers, but the meme ones are might might be the ones that uh, I want to pick up. But I don't know which one I'm going to get the Superman slapping Batman or Batman slapping Superman. But I just those covers are uh, pretty funny. And I really like the 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 high five picture kind of broke the Internet that has shown up in my news feed a lot (laughs) in the past few days. And you're right. The. The kind of parodies that they're doing of that was pretty, were pretty funny too. And you can't, uh, how can you not love Jerry Seinfeld driving driving the old Batmobile? I mean, I love it. And you're right, that is a the the Supergirl, um, uh, Batgirl uh, cover is classy, and the colors on that cover are great. So yeah, these are amazing covers, and I. L- love that Mark Wade's coming back. I feel like it's been, it's been a minute since I've read a Mark Wade book and the guy's a legend. So I can't wait to see what he's going to do, uh, going to do next in, uh, in the DC world. So yeah, this is, this is another book that's probably going to go on my pull list because DC is just knocking it out of the park. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on a DC podcast. They really, uh, they really are. And also, up. Next in the comic book news, we uh, we got a look at uh, some of the International Women's Day covers that are coming up. What do you think of these covers? Absolutely
1: gorgeous. Um, The second and third have to be my favorites, I think. Um, The second one where you've got all the Titans, you know, legendary characters. Uh, You got Troya and Dove. Uh, starfire raven i mean and i love that streaming light effect i don't know maybe it's the fact i was born in late 70s or what but there's just some great streaming light disco vibe i pick up Um, and then the third one there um, that's just gorgeous i mean uh, absolutely radiant Uh, i love the blues i love the crown um, i love the greenery Uh, there's just something really it feels like just fine art about it and that's uh, absolutely stunning. <laughs> the yeah. others are absolutely fabulous too, but uh, those two spoke to me. Yeah, what would you think, man?
0: Yeah, I can't. I can't choose a favorite. Um, I love. I love the one with the Wonder Woman characters. Uh, it's just. Uh, it's amazing. Um, the the newbie one, like you said, the ones with the Titans. The that kind of it's got such a kinetic energy like they're really moving and i love the other one too because it's got uh zatanna and uh, i love that character you know i yeah i don't know which cover i'm going to get this um well actually oh yeah i guess they're going to be on all these covers so i guess i don't have to choose. so yay (laughs) um (laughs) good to know yeah so um yeah i'm looking forward to these covers i think they're very well done and it's um International Women's Day, they deserve their, you know, to. To have that be recognized through comics. So yeah, I think these covers are great. And now we've got two other uh, new stories that. Can be determined. Uh, considered other. Uh, up first uh, is that there's going to be a Gotham City Adventures escape room uh, in uh, in Paris. Uh, what do you think, Seth? Are you going to try to make it over to Paris to uh, to experience this uh, escape room?
1: Man, I'm tempted. I mean, if not, <laughs> just there's the fact that there was one point where I was really into hot chocolate while I was there. And we went to this one restaurant and my wife was like, yeah, you know, go ahead, babe. And I'm like, chocolate shot? And they're like, uh, yeah. And the girl had to ask the other girl, what? something and when she turned back she says we have 23 varieties chocolate shot and i'm like really 23 so that could get me back too so i think i'd probably go and maybe get a bunch of hot chocolates and then go check out this escape room because even if i'm stuck for a while i got good chocolate i got a lot of fun (laughs) Three thousand square meters secret location (laughs) 350 square meter rooms each um multi-room escape right so it's like you get out of one you get into the other um i think all of it sounds hilarious to me i i think there's like a lot of fun to consider like come on think about it like you're in a king tut room you're in a um you know maxi zeus you have an ivy room a penguins iceberg Lab. like you could really go all ridiculously out with this mr freeze bane like all think all of your favorite villains and then put bats there or trapped in a bat cave environment with someone who's like sabotaged it. Oh, like let your
0: mind go crazy. How about you, Brad? Did did your mind go crazy like mine just did? Yeah, this this would be a lot of fun. I'm kind of hoping that it travels so it can come over um, over here. We're you know, we are spoiled as Americans that generally we uh we get everything when it comes to to comics. So it's good that Paris is getting something, but that would be cool if it if it traveled over, you know, over over to the U.S. And uh, this is kind of one of those stories where I wish we could get some input from uh, Steve, because I'm curious if he would consider because he's certainly being in the UK, certainly a lot closer. If you would consider jumping over to Paris to uh, to see this because he's such a Batman fan. But, um, yeah, this looks this looks cool. I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, And if it would come to New York, I probably would try to get some people together and 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 check it out. So we'll see. And our last uh, bit of uh, of news is that Beast Kingdom is going to be releasing a Batman who laughs action figure. Uh, What but uh, what was your take on this figure?
1: Just in time for the holidays. The most horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than the one who laughs, there is something just stunning about the Batman who laughs. Um, he, there's just a ferocious evil. The idea of bringing that home, putting it on your shelf, choosing whether or not you want to give him the wings or you know, do all sorts of fun modifications to it. I mean, you, you got some fun options between sickle. And, all sorts of different stuff to do. So, I think it's, you know, pretty gorgeous. Um, I'm just realizing, I can't remember if I saw the price for it. Did you see the price?
0: I was going to say the same thing. I looked. I went on the website and didn't see a price. In the story, I didn't see a price. Ooh, so, those sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky. Yeah, They're going to get yeah. all excited,
1: and then we're ready to spend anything. They're going to charge. Uh, all right. Yeah. So,
0: what do you think, man? Yeah, I uh it's really cool i really love that it comes with wings and it's really cool too is that you can there's so many options like you know it it comes with two different heads that you can use it's it's got what did it say how many 26 points of articulation so the poses you could put put it you know is unlimited pretty much uh it's got like two different kinds of hands that you can use so it would be such a cool display piece and then you can change it up whenever you get bored with it so yeah it's it's really cool um but yeah i I was thinking the same thing it's like i couldn't find a price on this so i don't know it's probably not going to be cheap guys so um you know keep your eyes open for it but um uh it's beast kingdom should be on their site soon so uh if you are looking for that last minute christmas gift and it's on the site pick it up because it is a cool looking figure and those wings man those wings are really really cool because i don't think that i've ever seen i mean not a batman who laughs figure with the wings so that's really it's really a cool touch yeah like i was like oh
1: okay and then i got and then i started thinking like so does this mean we could get a sky tyrant soon too just yeah. asking hi all
0: right <laughs> 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 All right. And with that, that wraps up our news for yet another week. Um, but this we got through this pretty quick. So before we go, Seth, is there any uh, anything currently DC that you are reading or watching?
1: Ooh, right now. Oh, yeah. Batgirls and Robins both of those ones sucked me in and I was at the shop recently and I went ahead and picked up the, uh, Nightwing Tom Taylor collected edition volume. Um, that thing is, is quite gorgeous and it it's sitting happily on my shelf, just waiting for me to like crack that bad boy open and read. Um, yeah. Uh, so those are good things that I'm, I'm totally digging on. Um, yeah, how about you, man? What are you getting into these
0: days? Yeah, I uh, I just hit the comic shop earlier today. Uh, read, well, almost done reading the first issue of Batgirls, which was a lot of fun. Um, I recently picked up the hardcover collection of Rorschach and Strange Adventures, which I'm looking forward to diving into. Uh, I read um, Rorschach as it was coming out, but I I'm going to... Really enjoy rereading that as a collected volume in one. Well, not necessarily one sitting, but um, I'm really looking forward to that. And I haven't read Strange Adventures, so I'm looking forward to really diving into that. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been. Uh, been reading. Um, watching with DC, um, well, uh, got caught up with. Batwoman, um, which I'm really looking forward to for when that comes back. So yeah, that's that's been what I've uh, what I've been absorbing in the DC world. And with that, we'll wrap up another episode of the DC Comics News podcast. Uh, but before we go, Seth, where can people find you online?
1: More often than not, you're going to find me hanging out at DC Comics News. You can find me uh, writing reviews sometimes. Yeah, mostly reviews. Uh, you can find me Pardon me, I have a snarbling kissy dog over here who's going to be a little bit loud, but still adorable and Uh, (laughs) snorty. You can find me hanging out on the spinner rack, my top five picks from DC Comics each week. You can find me hanging out with the gang on the podcast. You can find me if you just type, uh, you know, my name, come say hey. I'm out there in different platforms. Um, Whatever one you find the most comfortable, you can probably find me and just... Drop a line when you do. Always fun to hang out, catch a, catch a great conversation. Oh, the dogs are wrestling now. Brad, while I silence these guys, or at least attempt to, where can the people find you, more? Uh, you
0: can find me writing news reviews at dccomicsnews.com. You can find me also on the Mad Love Harley Quinn podcast, part of the DC Comics News podcast with uh, shows, like you mentioned, Spinnerack, uh, I Am the Night, the episode-by-episode episode breakdown of the Batman Animated Series. So check out our other shows, and you can find those wherever you listen to your podcast: uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, we will be there. And with that, we'll say goodbye for another week. Uh, but before we go, well, we're going to say something that everybody should be doing, and that is to... Read. More comics. comics, comics. Yeah, we almost <laughs> timed it out right that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>